I'm in there trying to read these jokes off of a off of a notebook, and I was bombing to the point where they didn't boo me. They just started to slow clap me off stage with the. <laughs> The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. Murph, how you feeling, man? I'm good, man. Enjoying life. You ever, you ever wanted to throw a laptop out the window? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> laptop, PS5, Xbox, all of them. Always when it really matters that they fuck up really bad. And that's what mine's doing today. So thanks for your patience, man. No problem, man. <laughs> anyway, man, thanks for your time. What are you doing today? I'm heading to Memphis. Um to headline Chuckles Comedy Club. So I'll be there Thursday through Sunday. Very nice, man. You got to get some barbecue when you're down there. I swear to God, I think I've, I've had every barbecue there is to eat in the world. Memphis is probably the best. Top of my list, man. But I always so, hear. Yo, it wasn't that long ago. I love your story, man. It wasn't that long ago you were working in a barbershop. How long ago was that? Um, About five years ago now. About five years ago now. Um, Damn. So yeah, 2017, I want to say was the last year that I uh, practiced as a barber. Now, was that the kind of barbershop like we saw like in the in the barbershop movie? Like, is it like the kind of place where everyone sat around and talked all day? Is it that kind of like Definitely. what you picture in your mind? Definitely. Every barbershop I've ever worked in has always been that way. I mean, it's like a community-based barbershop. So people always want to come hang out, laugh, crack jokes, talk shit. I mean, that's just what it is, you know? So you got the old guys who you know, swear they know everything. And then you got the young guys who don't listen to shit the old guys are saying, so. <laughs> What's the dumbest shit someone ever asked you to do to their head? I, I hate those, uh, they, call, they call it vegan or Beijing, whatever they want to call it. But it's like the, the black hair paint that dudes get. And it's like, yeah, I have no hair at all. So, uh, but the, the, <laughs> the worst one is when they come in and they want a beard, but they don't have any beard, but they're just like put paint directly on my face. And I'm like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, when you get cheek cancer, I don't want to hear anything. Like you, you asked for this. But I'm sure you were sitting there like every day dreaming of what you really wanted to do, which was what? Honestly, it, I, I didn't, I didn't know that Santa was going to be a thing. Um, I didn't know that I would end up acting. I mean, I did it when I was younger. I, I did some theater stuff in, in uh, high school and even college, but it's just like, you know, it was just kind of what I knew. Uh, but being a barber, I, I enjoyed it. And one day people kept saying that, uh, you know, I should try stand up. I should try stand up. I kept getting that. So one day I was like, all right, fine, I'll try it. And I tried it. I went to an open mic and lo and behold, I was good at it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I, 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 guess, I guess this is it. This is what I'm doing now. More than any other job, you got to really bare your soul when you're a comic, man. Uh, were you intimidated? Oh, very much. Very much. First time I was terrified. I was scared. But, you know, I went in there and I did what I needed to do. And people were laughing. People were <laughs> laughing. Granted, I knew most of the people there. So they were laughing, <laughs> you know. But it, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I, I could probably do this. And I, I, I did well the first time. And then, like, the next couple of times, I probably bombed several times uh but i just kept going man and, and eventually i got good at it. now what's that like to bomb and do you remember the first time that ever happened and and <laughs> what the joke was uh it, it was jokes plural one uh -oh. uh, none of them were <laughs> uh i went on stage at a step show uh at southern illinois university that's where i used to go to college at um in carbondale and I went on stage at a step show and I took a notepad on stage because I didn't know all my jokes. So I would write down bullet points for my jokes and I set them on a stool. And this is the, step, the homecoming step show. It sold out 1,200 people. 
Damn. And I'm in there trying to read these jokes off of a off of a notebook paper or whatever the hell. And I was bombing. I'm, it, I was bombing to the point where they didn't boo me. They just started to slow clap me off stage with the. <laughs> I was like, oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. Some dude starts screaming from from the top in the balcony, talking to me. So I start roasting the dude up top because I could see he has on skinny jeans. So I start destroying his jeans. Till this day, that's the loudest laughter I've ever had in any set. People start dying. I'm like, oh, I'm killing. I'm ki- I keep rose. I'm killing. So then I'm killing so hard. I pick the notebook paper back up and go back to the jokes, and they go right back to clapping. <laughs> 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 but those jokes were funny to you when you wrote them. I thought it was good, man. I, th- I thought I had them. And they were like, this is not it, bro. <laughs> what is wrong with that person in the balcony, by the way? You don't with a comic on stage. That is that, that is rolling the dice in a major way. But they probably thought, oh, he's bombing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get him. Nope. That didn't work out so well. <laughs> nope, it did. It didn't. So now, do you still write out your jokes? Uh, no. So now I, 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 I'm to the point now where it's like the, the Jay-Z type thing where I just go on stage and I'll start reciting stuff. And if it's funny, like my mind automatically catalogs it. So now I have it, you know, in my mind. It's weird. So it's like that's how my writing process is all done, you know, up top. I'll freestyle and then I'll start finding content and I literally just build a set from there. I don't wait a minute when you go on stage though you have to have some kind of roadmap as to where you're going right I mean once you do your set enough it's like you can kind of piece it together along the way where it makes sense so it's kind of like weaving a story together because I'm I'm one of those comments I'm not married to a set just because you never know what an audience is going to be you know um, sensitive to or like or may not think it's funny or whatever so you have to be able to adjust a lot of comics are married to their set and those are the comments that you'll see a video of them bombing or something like that because they refuse to adjust. I'm always, I'm always willing to adjust. I, I came up roasting and talking with people. So that's, that's how we, that's how we do. So is it easier for you then to uh, write jokes and get on stage or is it harder for you to memorize lines for acting? Way harder to memorize lines um, because th- those aren't your jokes. Those aren't your jokes. So when you, when you have to one, memorize the lines to deliver the lines and the way that the writer, you know, uh, wanted them delivered. So sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, well, I wouldn't say this or I wouldn't talk like this. So it, it, it's, it's, it's difficult to deliver someone else's words. It's much easier to, to deliver something that's coming directly from your brain. Do you have any leeway uh, when you're on a show like Woke or, or in acting in general? Like, do you have some leeway to like maybe deliver it the way you normally would? Definitely. I mean, as a comedian, a lot of times they'll, you know, the writers or the director um, will give us, you know, plenty of room to freestyle or come up with something else or or or, or alternate joke for for a scene, uh, which is dope. I mean, because who would hire comedians and not ask a comic to do the thing that they're good at? Right. If you're going to have a comic, you got to allow them to kind of spread their wings and do what got them there in the first place. So yeah. so do you still uh, you like doing both equally then? Yes, yes, yes. I, I love acting um, uh, because it allows more people to see me and will therefore drive more people to my shows to see me do the thing that I really love, which is comedy. So it's like I want to act more so that I can do comedy on a bigger platform. I love it, man. How did you get on Woke? How did that come together for you? 
So uh, my agent at the time sent me the the role of Chloe, uh, not Chloe, of Keith. Um, mm-hmm. Wanted me to check it out, and after reading, I was like, I don't really know, you know. I'm like, I I don't know if I fit this mold, this, that, and the third. And so my manager goes, Hey, I think we should take a look at the at the best friend. And I'm like, All right. And he sent it over, and I started reading Clovis, and I was like, I love this dude. Like, <laughs> I can get into Clovis. I like this dude. And so you know, Clovis originally the the writers pictured Clovis as like this this bigger individual. Um, you know, he's going to be taller, heavier, whatever. And then I submit, submitted my tape and they were like, I, I, I think we may have been wrong. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they checked They checked me out. They, they, the director had a call with me, um, told me some things that he wanted me to adjust as far as like my tape goes. So I did that and sent in a new tape and they called me out for a chemistry read. And I mean, I was the long shot. They already had people in mind. There was one guy from what I heard that was waiting on the road, like he literally was on hold. And I came out and went in the room and me and Lamorne were talking beforehand. He was from Chicago, this, that, and the third. We started to banter. Perfect. And as we ran, as we ran the scene, he started to, uh, you know, improv and throw little things out to see if I could keep up. And he couldn't keep up. And he was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And so he told me when I left, he looked at everybody and was like, I think we found Clovis. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to you to be woke, man? I think everyone maybe has a slightly different definition of what it means to them. Uh, what does that term mean to you? Uh, for me, in all honesty, I don't even think of myself as woke. Uh, I think of myself as aware. Uh, just because the, the definition and the word woke has just gotten just, just destroyed over the... Over Absolutely. The I mean, you got... One person will tell me right now that I'm not woke because I'm I'm doing an interview for the man, corporate America. You know, they don't whatever. Yeah. Everybody has their own definition. My version of my, my definition is just being aware, aware of my surroundings, understanding what's right and what's wrong, and also understanding what's happening as a black man in this country. I know what's going on in my neighborhoods. A lot of people, the disconnect is there because they only see one aspect of it on the news. They're not in the community, so they don't know what's really going on. They just go off of what yeah. they see, you know? So it's like, I have to be aware and understand that there's a lot of injustice and a lot of bullshit going on out here, um, you know, and just and just use my platform to, to, to let people know. I just want to let everyone that thinks that he's doing an interview for corporate America, uh, I want to make you feel better and let you know this is not that interview. This is not, <laughs> this is the furthest thing from corporate America. I couldn't even get my laptop to turn on earlier. That's where yeah. we stand uh, here, so. <laughs> we're just we're just chilling what else are you working on right now other than woke uh really my stand-up right now so um working on a couple of different projects that i'm writing and creating um you know getting into the development side of the game and then outside of that just to stand up building this new hour so that um i can film it you know get it out there um and still you know auditioning for different uh different projects but my thing is I definitely want to get on the on the, on the creative side of things. Um, I got a lot to talk about and a lot of things to say, and I feel like people would really enjoy it. Before we go, let's do five random questions that we always do at the end of an interview. They're never the same. These are for you. Are you ready? Let's do it. Chicago hot dog or hot beef sandwich? Beef. All day. You get it dipped, wet? Italian beef, dipped, wet. Yeah, I like it nice and sloppy. Um, yeah. What's the last great meal you made? I made barbecue salmon. So uh, in the air fryer, bought an air fryer and never used it before. 
That thing is phenomenal. Cook salmon in like 11 minutes, 12 minutes, something like that. That was my dinner two nights ago. It's so, so damn good in the air fryer. Get so a little good. crust on the outside. And plus, you don't really know have to know how to cook. It makes you seem like you're a better cook than you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's a fact about you that the public would be shocked to learn? I can tap dance. When Younger. did you learn to tap dance? When I was like uh, eight or nine, something like that. My mom stuck me in tap dance. So, yeah, I, I was in tap all the way through like high school. Is that the last time you put on tap shoes, high school? Definitely. Definitely the last time. <laughs> What's the first app you go to in the morning? Probably Instagram. You read comments or you're not a comment person? Some uh, people try to avoid comments. So, sometimes I read comments. Do you reply? Oh, de I'll definitely reply. I'm petty. <laughs> I'm petty. If somebody says something petty, I come right back. Most times they back down. They're like, hey, man, huge fan. Like, nah. <laughs> to keep that same energy. All right. <laughs> Last question. If you could spend one night with any fictional character, who would it be and why? Uh, I can't tell. Oh, what's her name? Uh, from, from Game of Thrones. Um, the the Daenerys, Queen of the Dragons. Why, why would you want to spend some time with her? <laughs> I'm trying to see what dragon <laughs> life is like. <laughs> hey, you've been a lot of fun. Seriously, thank you for your patience and your time, man. Really appreciate it. Always, man. Thank you, bro. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon.